Okay, uh, welcome. Uh, my name is Todd Bruce, and this is my esteemed colleague, Kevin Beamer. Uh, we've been lifelong friends. We've known each other for like, what, 15 years? No, longer than that. Oh man, we've known each other too long. 20 years, we've 20, right? Because we would have started hanging out-ish at 14 at youth conferences, right? Because that was the way they did it back then. So we, uh, we live in the same stake, and yep. you, we live in a, um, southeastern British Columbia, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a large stake geographically. We could drive for four or five hours and still be in our same stake. And I'm on the eastern edge, and, and uh, Kevin is more central or central yep. west. Um, so it's about a three-hour drive for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a drive. Yeah. I guess it depends how fast you drive, but yeah, two and a half, three hours. It's, yeah. it's hours to Creston, but four hours back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Time change. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, so we grew up in the stake together, and we were uh, acquaintances in, in, as kids, and as adults, we uh, uh, really figured out how, how goofy and meat-headed we both were, and we got along great. So yeah. um, we've, we've grown, our kids are growing up, and... Uh, you know, we only see each other occasionally, but we, we wanted to do something, and we thought this would be a meaningful way to grow in the gospel and share uh, share things as well. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to share uh, conference talks, uh, BYU speeches, devotionals. Is this where we have like a, a ditty, like, talking classical talks? <laughs> we have a jingle. A jingle. That's what I meant to say, not a ditty, a jingle. Next time we're getting together, we're making a ditty. Our intro. But not a P Diddy, more just a Diddy. <laughs> anyway, our, our, uh, our talk today is, it was Kevin's suggestion. Uh, when, we, when we came up with the idea, I, I was going to like super classic old talks like um, Just Do It or uh, Beware of Pride. You know, old those, school. Those are really old school. And, and Kevin said, I really like. Uh, David Bednar's More Diligent and Concerned at Home from 2009, and I said, I got to look this talk up. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall it, and, mm. and anyway, so I listened to it and I watched it, and it's outstanding, and it's a lesson that we can all benefit from, and it's, it's, mm. it's, it's great. So if you want to follow along, if you want to listen to it, um, we'll post a link maybe if we figure out how to do that. Well, and the church even has a quick little video about the three things that they've made, like an actual video with him talking. So that's, we could post that as well. Yeah, yeah. sure. And uh, I imagine we'll have some, some memes and some picture quotes to go along with this. So of course. Uh, we're going to overload you with some information. It's not going to be super lengthy, but we're going to do our best to invite the spirit and help you to uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy some older conference talks that you might have forgotten about, like I did. Awesome. Love it. 1833, the prophet Joseph Smith received a revelation that contained a strong rebuke to several leading brethren of the church to set their families in order. A specific phrase from this revelation provides the theme for my message, more diligent and concerned at home. I want to suggest three ways each of us can become more diligent and concerned in our homes. Well, and just off the top there, Todd, when I, the wonderful thing about scriptures and even talks from General Conference sometimes is that they mean different things. So when I look at the word more diligent and concerned at home, that means something different to me today than it did when Elder Bednar gave this talk. Just, like, just completely. Yep. And, you know, just what does that actually mean? To me now, it means more involved, more engaged in the family trying to take on some of the stress that uh, maybe my spouse usually has, whether it's booking appointments for the kids on days where, you know what I mean? Like things that we forget about. Okay. There's a, there's a quote in this first section that I, I actually just shared not long ago. Uh, nice. And, uh, and it's, um, well, the, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Let's jump. Express love and show it. Um, and that's the one that I, you know, years ago, I would I would look read read this talk or listen to this talk and I would I would think oh I got to do a better job of letting my kids know or my wife know that I love them mm -hmm. and now I I would read it and I would really dig in and, and recognize that 
okay, now now that they know that I tell them all the time, yeah, better at showing them and, and helping them yep. feel of my love. Yeah. But, but you, you get different things at different times. Sorry, Kevin, go ahead. Well, I was just, this almost seems like you shouldn't have to say it. Express love to those you love and show it, right? Like it, but we forget that. We get caught up maybe in our day-to-day that, you know, these are our eternal companion, our lovely children who I'm so grateful to have, four daughters of my own, right? And I do love them, and sometimes I don't show it, <laughs> right? Like that's just, that's how it works. You get busy, you get stressed, you get frustrated. Uh, but we're also followers of Christ. And this should almost be second nature. I mean, our end goal is to be like a God. And God's whole purpose, the whole plan of salvation is for his kids. Yeah. Like completely selfless. <clears throat> yeah, so it's just... Yeah, it's, uh, it is. It's, it's an, I just read this line. It says, as disciples of the Savior... We are not merely striving to know more. Rather, we need to consistently do more of what we know is right and become better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that part of that is how we treat others and how we treat our families. And, and I, I think that it's the family is ordained of God and there's, Mm -hmm. it's no accident that, that marriage is ordained or marriage is designed. And, Children is designed, and it's there to help us to to grow and become more like Him. And 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 some days I'm good at it, and some days I'm not good at it. Yeah, Uh, is that we can learn from those bad days and try and make them better. Um, What was I always say a comment? I was I always complain about the kids and like heckle them, and I always tease them. Yeah, and uh, Owen come out the other day, and he goes. Um, oh, how was, how was your day, Mom and Dad? I bet you it would have been better if we weren't around so much, eh? And I was, oh, I was like, I, I heckle these kids way too much. Yeah. Because <laughs> we talk yeah. like, oh, Mom and Dad need quiet time. We need like yeah. like an hour for yeah. Mom to just be Mom and Dad, and then and then we'll play a game or we'll we'll do whatever, right? But what they hear is, you know, you need a break from us because we drive you nuts. Yeah. Um, but so again, it's just more effective communication. One one thing too is heckling. You're heckling your kids because you love them. Yeah. But that's not actually showing them love. No. Right. Like, and so it's important to go through those extra steps, you know, and say, "Hey, I do love you," and this this is another way I show that. <clears throat> well, and and a huge thing that it's it's kind of hasn't happened with COVID, but. Yeah thing Jamie and I started doing and this this came when when I got called to be bishop um, yeah. really started focusing on it a lot more was yeah. on one dates and yes. I actually took the big the big huge you guys know those kind the big mother calendars that have the whole month yep and we took it off the wall and I put you know Jamie and Owen Todd and, yeah. and I put you know every date we listed who's who what who was going on what one on one date yeah. <laughs> on Tuesdays, and that was gold. That was yep. stone. Once it's on the calendar, it's going to happen. And, gotcha. uh, and that there was just immense value in that. Um, it became a little bit harder when they shut down playgrounds, swimming pools. Yeah. Tim Hortons. Um, you can't go anywhere. So yeah. we used we would go for walks. Yeah. And then the other wrinkle was. Um, just ward meetings ended up happening on Tuesday nights for me. So that, that put another wrinkle in it, but yep. having that one-on-one time is an opportunity to show and opportunity to connect. And it's yep. Well, and I mean, we try to do the daddy daughter date, right? And uh, sometimes I'd go for a month. Okay. You're the first Saturday, you're the second Saturday, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. And spend a couple hours, whatever you want, we'll go do it. Usually ends up with some sort of snack or lunch or, from DQ or whatever, right? But uh, my oldest daughter is 14, and the benefits from that couple of hours in the home is just off the charts. Oh, yeah. Like, just how much better they are to deal with uh, because I've put the effort in. <clears throat> yeah. What's, what's the David McKay quote? David o. McKay, no amount of success. Yeah. Failure in the home. We're going to put that in there. <laughs> oh, it's true. But I believe it 100%. <laughs> we 
we always talk about we'll have time or we'll do this later. Yeah. If we miss those opportunities now, setting those foundations of our relationships up, we're gonna it'll be too late, and we'll be adult looking back at missed opportunities. Um, so just take that time now and make it a priority and make it make it happen. Well, and I think that sort of segues into the next part that I had a comment on where I'll just read the quick thing. It says, sometimes in a sacrament meeting talk or testimony, we hear a statement like this. I know I do not tell my spouse often enough how much I love her. Today I want her, my children, and all of you to know that I love her. And growing up, I've always thought this is such a ridiculous cop-out like it's such a culture church culture thing that uh, males don't tell their family or kids they love them and then in front of people when they get up to bear their testimony once every couple years they say that they love them and and it's sort of like whoo got that off my chest and i love how bold elder bednar is is calling out that church culture thing like specifically because you we all this resonates with us because it happens <laughs> yeah i want to bear my testimony and i want everyone to know i love my wife yeah and i've i've done it and i've i what i like to do and i did this when i was elders quorum i would get up and bear my testimony every sunday so the elders would see me bearing my testimony yep. once i was released i did it so my kids would see that i bear my testimony awesome and i would and i would add the line and i want my kids to know that i know that the church is true, this is true, that's true. Yeah. And I would add those things, but there's nothing wrong with doing that in the home. Oh, yeah. I love when we get to that part. Are we ready to go there? Well, hold on. What do we got? Here, uh, I've got another comment about love. Do you have anything else about this first section, Tom? Up love before we jump to uh, testimony. Yeah. Um, I did like the relationship between love and appropriate action is demonstrated repeatedly in the scriptures and is highlighted by the Savior's instructions to his apostles. If you love me, keep my commandments. Mm. And, uh, and I just love that if we're doing the right things and if we're keeping the commandments and trying to be like our Savior, yeah. this, this is, we don't need this lesson. <laughs> yeah. We're well, doing, go on, sorry, John. Well, I was just saying we're doing those things already. Like, yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that was my thought. I like that line and, uh, just how important it is. Our kids and our spouses need to hear it and need to see it and need to feel it. Yeah. Well, and this reminded me of two things here. I, I had the opportunity to hang out with another bishop, not you. And, uh, we were talking and visiting and he was talking about how anytime he visits with someone, he tries to just completely love them. Like, that's it. Uh, no judgment. And in a bishop role as well as in a friendship role. Okay, if you talk to me, it's going to be full love and non-judging. Uh, which, I'm like, hey, that's awesome. Ties into here, right? Love and show. It, because love is so effective. Love helps people grow. It helps people get over trials and tribulations. But then we had our elders quorum slash priesthood uh, our, our priesthood slash belief study lesson last Sunday was uh, based upon Elder John A. McCoon's talk. Uh, and it was at the April 2020 Saturday afternoon session. Okay. Oh, I didn't try it right down. Oh, it's, it was called Coming to Christ. Sorry. This would be a great time to cut me out and just put that on there. Uh, and this is, I just wanted to read this comment because I thought it was so everything here and he said as we labor with christ our most deeply focused efforts should be within our own homes there will be times when family members and close friends will face challenges the voices of the world and maybe their own desires might cause them to question truth we should do everything we can to help them feel both the savior's love and our love so like this talk going over it with you reading through it, having this discussion, having this discussion with that other friend of mine, and then that Sunday school lesson, or I guess Relief Society Priesthood combined lesson that we did, just I'm emanating with this idea of love. And I love how Elder McCoon said, you know, your job is to make them feel the Savior's love and your love, whether they're, doesn't matter what they're choosing to do at all. That's your job, make them feel loved. 
So it might be important, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's key. Uh, there was a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, absolutely butcher it, but it's, uh, it's in Letters to a Young Mormon by... Okay. I can't remember his name right now, but he's a, he's an awesome. That's a, I'd highly recommend that book to anybody. Right. It's about love and how love is for its own sake. Yep. There's no qualifications. Yep. We don't need to. We don't need to qualify for it. We heavenly Father and heavenly Mother. They just absolutely love us as we are, and they just want us to be better. That's it. We want. They want us to be our best version of ourself, or our best yep. self. Um, and they don't want us to change. They don't want us to be anybody else. They don't want me to be Kevin Beamer. They want me to be Todd Bruce. That's that's me. And I'll tell you what, your your bishop friend that you were talking about, that's the kind of bishop I want to grow up to be one day. Yeah. But that's he's awesome. Yeah, really cool. But yeah, love's just so important, eh? And uh, I don't know about you, but when I felt love, whether it's from my parents, uh or my spouse, or my children even, when I screw up and there's like, we forgive you, Dad, you're awesome. It's just a totally different world, right? It is, and that's, I like this last line. Let's do it. Buy this off with it, but the feeling, the security, and constancy of love from a spouse, a parent, or a child is a rich blessing. Such love nurtures and sustains faith in God. Such love is a source of strength and casts out fear. Such love is the desire of every human soul. Uh, and I think that that's what we all want. So obviously our children are going to want that. Our spouses are going to want that. And we can become more diligent and concerned at home as we express love and consistently show it. Huge. Bam. And I think in our religion as well, if we sometimes have trouble, parents have trouble drawing that line between if my kid's not doing following the gospel, how do I still show them love? Uh, and that ties into one of my favorite sayings ever is, uh, you know, a uh, depiction of an old Chinese proverb or something, which I'm butchering, uh, you know, about the prescription being love to solve stuff. And then if the, if the prescription doesn't work, the classic line is increase the dose. Oh, yeah. So just keep loving more. Yeah. <clears throat> and and uh, you just don't know. You know, we are we are socialized the way we are. I don't have your experiences. You don't have mine. My children are going to have very different experiences that I'm going to have. Yeah. Um, so the, you just need to continue to love them and give them opportunities to for growth. And if they make different choices than we would have them make, yeah. um, you know, our disappointment or our frustration comes when, when there are unmet expectations. And yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't have those expectations. We should hope and, and pray and, and just love. Just love them. That's all we gotta do. Yeah. So hard. Uh, as my aunt famously once said to me, uh, the Sermon on the Mount is wonderful scripture until you have to live it. <laughs> it's true. And it's it's easy and hard at the same time, but that's why we're here. That's why we've been given these opportunities to learn and live and have bodies and struggle and yeah. it's real but uh it's good okay any other thoughts i think we've i think we've uh, loved that one <laughs> that was anyway we could end right now that's it that's boom it's a fantastic topic right <laughs> so he goes suggestion number two bear testimony and live it yeah and uh, what i like so far and it Number one and number two is, is saying, uh, do this and then prove, yep. right? Yep. Love, or express love and, and yep. then uh, bear your testimony. That's an action. And, and then live it, which is, that's the hard part. I could bear yeah. it all day long, but living it. Um, and, and that's the important. Our kids need to see and our wives need to see that we do have a testimony. We, they need to see us praying. Yes, reading scriptures. Um, it's it's not a bad thing for them to be a part of, you know, our, our personal prayers or for us to pray with them to read. Sure. Yeah, it's important that they see what that looks like in action. Uh, I'm reminded just now of the visualization technique for athletes and sports and how important it is. I was listening to a podcast of how NHL goalies, some of them will visualize their whole game before it happens. Oh yeah. What are they going to do in this situation? 
And if we can show our children and have them visualize what does it look like to pray when you're an adult, right? Like, get that set up. <clears throat> so I love just the whole premise of bare testimony and live it, but I really love the paragraph. You okay with me reading one of them? Yeah, bro. Uh, we should remember that bearing a heartfelt testimony is only a beginning. We need to bear testimony. We need to mean it. And most importantly, we need consistency to consistently to live it. We need to both declare and live our testimonies. Uh, right, like the bare testimony is such a hard thing for a lot of people to do, right? Getting up in front of people. Uh, I love some of the another quote about how we can overcome that fear mm -hmm. but really the big important thing is to live it so if i believe in jesus christ uh i should maybe be uh less selfish with my time <laughs> uh, i'm not all the time <laughs> for me i should be less sarcastic well seriously though right yeah and that's not an indictment on you as a person but we're like hey wait a minute how do people actually take that when I talk like this? Or, yeah. Send that in the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have my wife proofread my emails for the sarcasm. <laughs> I've learned that sarcasm in email is taken very differently than it's intended. It is. <laughs> but you're learning. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look at that. Getting better. <laughs> but I like, I like what it says here about um i think just after where you read it says our testimony of the gospel truth should be reflected both in our words and in our deeds and our testimonies are proclaimed and lived most powerfully in our own homes yeah spouses parents and children should strive to overcome any hesitancy reluctance or embarrassment about bearing testimony um and it doesn't have to be a big long-winded i'm going up to the pope to share a 15-minute testimony because this is significant it can just be little things about like that you know buddy that's why this that's why tithing is so important and that's why um you know reading the scriptures is so important that's why well, we can pray about this bud let's do that well and yeah i was going to read that same uh quote i marked it down and when it ends we should both create and look for opportunities to bear testimony of gospel truths and live them and i'm reminded of as an adult, my dad and I, like this is a couple years ago, right? So I'm an old man, not that old, but I'm an old man. Uh, and my dad and I were driving to go do something, whatever. And in the ditch was someone on a motorbike. And they couldn't get out of the ditch. So they pulled over and they were someone that was probably, that's what they were living with, right? So, yeah. In the ditch, couldn't rock his bike out of the ditch because he'd slept there that night. So my dad and I come up, we hop out of the truck, we push this person out. No pretext, but it doesn't mean anything to us, but we hop out, we see him in need, we push him out. We hop in the truck and my dad says, son, do you feel that? Do you feel the spirit of us helping out uh, one of our Father in Heaven's children? And I'm like, I actually do. But... As read, I was in my mid-30s at the time, and my dad still had to point out to me, hey, this is a gospel truth. We helped, we served, and when you're in the service of your fellow being, you're only in the service of your God, right? Oh, yeah. And the importance for us parents to point that out. Remember when we said a prayer and we found it? Oh, we need to point that out. Yeah. And I think, I think when we get thinking about parenting, we think about our children as a, at, at a young age, at... Uh, yeah young teens as teenagers maybe young adults yeah also important to note that parenting doesn't end there is no, no. so no. when we talked about this the other week kevin and i but uh about about parents and dads trying to offer advice and help and oh. when i was called to be bishop i i uh i was struggling i i'm i'm not i got gray hair but i'm not that old yeah. and i'm not there i i just didn't feel my i, I was there yet um, and that was just Satan working on me like crazy. But I called my dad up, and he's on high council. And I called him and said, "Would you give me a blessing?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, for sure." And I, and I, uh, and I met him. And he goes, "Well, what's a blessing for you? You getting a big calling?" And I was like, "Yeah, as if so." 
And uh, and he goes, yeah, well, what's the call? What's the call? And he and he wouldn't let up. He I basically told him the yeah. only I told, uh, you know, except for my wife, who the state president told. Yeah. But he come to find out he he didn't know the high council doesn't know about bishops because that's it's the state presidency and the first presidency of the church. Um, anyway, but he he um, gave me a blessing. Actually, we had he he gave me advice for like forty five minutes yeah. about it because he was a bishop for for years when I was a kid um, and things he tried to do and just offered a lot of advice. And so I've taken a lot of what he said and and tried to enact, enact it and just be aware of it and. Yep. Then, uh, then he gave me a, an awesome priesthood blessing, and I felt a lot better about it. And I was able to a couple of days later, I was able to go to a temple, and I felt even better. And yep. What was funny though is, is I, we prayed about a relief society. Another, there's an aside about my dad. Um, we prayed about uh, a relief society president because my wife was relief society president at the time, and generally, yeah, relief society president, a bishop, Can't do that. That's yeah. they try and avoid that, but. So my wife got released and we had to call a new one. And this is a big deal to me because this is the first calling, significant calling we're, we're calling. And I, uh, we feel pretty good about a person. I go to the temple and we feel really good about it. And we're going to extend these callings. And oh, we did extend the calling. And it was right at Christmas. It was our Christmas like function, our Christmas. Oh, yeah. And my dad walks in knowing that Release Society President's getting released. And he's, I think he's just messing with all the women in the ward and he's scaring them. But he goes right up to the woman that we asked to be released as Society president and it's not announced yet. And he's messing with her and he's like, oh yeah, can you wait? Can't You bet you can't wait until you're released Society president and this and that and the other. And she is just like rolling and she's looking at me like, what kind of idiot talks to his dad? You know, like we're not supposed to tell anybody. Anyway, so I... Yeah. When the calling actually came out, he was—he had to get up and bear his testimony. And be like, uh, "I was just kidding." <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Dads are great. I can't wait to. Yeah. Kids. yeah. Oh, you already do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but, um, just like your dad, Kevin. I know I have a, a strong relationship with my dad, and and he's yeah. one of heroes and. Part of it is that he provides those opportunities. Yep. He, and he helps me to, to want to be better. And, uh, and it's, it's key. So I want to provide that for my children. Well, and just going on the lot along those lines, we're way off on a dad tangent, but that's okay. Uh, for Father's Day, my wife and I were discussing about my dad. And she made a comment that, so I grew up with this loving father. And I didn't realize how other fathers were, right? Because that's what I grew up with. And my wife made a comment of she likes being around my dad because he's able to make anything spiritual and he just uplifts. So if you're around my dad, it's going to go gospel, not in a judgy or a preachy way. It's just like, hey, this has a gospel application. Yeah. And what a wonderful thing that is. But all that is is bearing testimony in a very informal way. And I think that's obviously to me, one of the most effective ways to bear testimony, right? Is that simple, informal, I'm just hanging out with whoever is around, whether it's my kid or a friend or my spouse. Oh, I do believe in God because today I prayed for this or today this wonderful thing happened at work and I was stressed out about it and blah, blah whatever that is. <laughs> it's organic. Organic, yeah. organic missionary work, organic yeah. spiritual experiences. I love Trek. Trek is one of my favorite things. But stimulated spiritual experience that yeah is hardship but um, but they're awesome I would go on I would go on five trucks a summer maybe not five but <laughs> you don't have that much vacation time <laughs> <laughs> but I do like them a lot um, yeah. anyway I'm I'm grateful for for good parents I'm grateful for the gospel and opportunities to learn and grow and, and provide those opportunities for my kids. And I hope I can do that. Yeah. And keep doing that. But, um, Oh, we're just rocking now. Uh, where we are. <laughs> so <laughs> I really only had another comment. I think that's pretty good for testimony. I didn't have a comment about how do we get over this, uh, 
concern or this hump of not bearing testimony. And I think we sort of answered it in that discussion is it's got to be an organic. Yeah. This is who I am. I'm a follower of Christ or whatever that looks like. And so naturally I'm just going to talk about Christ and how he's influenced by him today. Well, and it says we may feel unsure, awkward, or even perhaps a, a bit embarrassed. Yeah. And if, if you fall into that category and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, no. One of the one of the keys might be to to include that in your prayers. Help me to uh, recognize opportunities to bear testimony to my children and to my spouse. Yeah, and and just invite that spirit to help you to to overcome that. And and as you as you do that, and as you're reading the scriptures, and as you're praying for it, you will be you will be um, gifted the sight of seeing opportunities as they come up. Yeah, that's a great comment, and I really appreciate the bringing in that bearing testimony just in a small setting. Because I don't know about you, but especially young kids, if you do anything in front of them, it's just a confidence builder. <laughs> hey, uh, my seven-year-old, I believe in God. Oh, that's great, Dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah, that's a great opportunity, right? Yeah. It's good. So we can become more diligent, concerned at home as we bear testimony and consistently live it. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Uh, suggestion number three. And again, I like what the way Elder Bednar lays this out. Number one is show love. Yep. I'll express love, show it. Yep. Bear testimony, live it. And that yep. is keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Just. That classic, just the throw on the end, endure to the end. That's like the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> and continue. And, and I, I really, the, out of this entire lesson, like, yep. this is the one that hit home the most because awesome. I, I do a lot of right things, but I have a lot of times when um, I, I fall short, yep. sort of far too often. And, and that's me being hard on myself probably, but. We want to. We don't want to fall short. We want to. We want to rise to the occasion and be our best self. Yep. Um, here he shares a story about reading scriptures with his kids, and I. If there's a story that I related to with a general, oh, yeah. uh, where he tries reading with them, I'm just going to read it because I am sure what I'm about to describe that, has never occurred in your home, but it certainly did in ours. Sometimes Sister Bednar and I wondered if our efforts to do these spiritually essential things were worthwhile. Now and then verses of scripture were read amid outbursts such as, He's touching me. Make him stop looking at me. Mom, he's breathing my air. It must have happened in your home if you're laughing. <laughs> Sincere prayers occasionally were interrupted with giggling and poking. And with active, rambunctious boys, family home evening lessons did not always produce high levels of edification. At times, Sister Bednar and I were exasperated because the righteous habits we worked so hard to foster did not seem to yield immediately the spiritual results we wanted and expected. Which we, I can relate to. We read scriptures and they're dozing off or they're poking at each other or like at, at home. Who can relate to at-home church right now? Oh, yeah. And, and, and trying to have it short. <laughs> lesson because my kids have don't have a very long attention span. Mm -hmm. And the longer I'm... I'm talking, the less they're getting out of it. Yeah. But um, anyway, the important part is that they did it. And he says, today, if we ask our adult sons what they remember, they said that they did it, um, that they consistent. And it was important. It was important enough to do. They may not remember specific prayers or specific scriptures that were read, but um, they, the, the, it was important that they were consistent and did it. But. I also love the opening up the curtain, right? Because especially in our uh, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, apostle, one of the 12 apostles like Elder Bednar is, is a big deal to me. Yeah. And 
here he's saying, uh, so I had kids and my scripture reading was not very successful or my family in the evenings. And usually in our minds, though, we might put them up on a pedestal and say, well, Elder Bednar was there, so they probably had visitations by angels every scripture study, right? Like a ridiculous thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I learned that lesson. I, we do. We do put them on a pedestal. They're, they're excellent. They can speak on any topic. They have answers. They must, be, they must have angels all the time, but they're people too. And yes. um, I, when I got called to be bishop, it kind of blew my mind because I'm keenly aware of my faults and I'm keenly aware of my, pro my shortcomings and, and problems, but um, we're just trying. And that's all the general authorities are doing. They're just trying, and they're succeeding because they're doing it pretty well. They're not perfect. Yeah, but they're just trying, and yeah. um, having kids that are, want to poke each other. Or there's nothing. I grew up with brothers, Kevin. You grew up with brothers. Yeah, you want to pound on your brother. You don't want to read scriptures, but but if we're doing it, it must be important. That's right. Yeah, but, no, it's such a great story. Uh, and he kind of follows. Oh, never mind. Um, he shares a, another story about a. A painting in his office mm. about a wheat field and he goes the painting is a vast collection of individual brush strokes it would painstaking it takes time yeah um, and none of which in isolation is very interesting or impressive in fact if you stand close to the canvas all you can see is a mass of seemingly unrelated and unattractive streaks of yellow and gold and brown paint however as you gradually move away from the canvas all of the individual brush strokes combine together and produce a magnificent landscape of a wheat field Many ordinary individual brush strokes work together to create a captivating and beautiful painting. And that's no more than what we're doing yeah. uh, when we read scriptures and we bear testimony and when we show love and, uh, and, and provide spiritual experiences for our children and, and help them to feel of our Savior's love for them. We're yeah. creating brush strokes. Some of them are messy, but they're there. And, and even when they're messy, they can contribute, yeah. which is wonderful, right? We, we're in this sort of instant gratification life, right? Like everything's instant. I've got my phone that I use to look up whatever I want immediately. If I want to work on something that I don't know how to. I can use YouTube and immediately find how to do it. But that's not actually how we grow spiritually. There's no instant spirituality. Yeah. It's that very painstakingly slow process. And it's hard to separate sometimes. <clears throat> it's putting in the legwork, right? Yeah. We can't we can't buffalo the Lord and we can't we can't lie or cheat or steal our way into heaven. And yeah. we can't uh, have a, a strong testimony without those experiences. Yeah. Putting in the time. So the to finish off that little section with the about his kids and his uh and his painting, he says, consistency is a key principle as we lay the foundation of a great work in our individual lives and as we become more diligent and concerned in our own homes. Consistency mm -hmm. is key. Yeah. Yeah, it's just great. And then he throws in, uh, don't be a hypocrite and <laughs> yeah. make sure you've got public and private actions of love, right? Like, which is important as well. And that, that's probably what resonated the most with me right now because um, I'm a new bishop and I have a lot of responsibilities and I'm learning it. And I was only four months into being a bishop when COVID started. So then there's a whole other wrinkle to the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm so focused on that a lot of times that I, I don't want to say I forget about my kids, but I, I, I prioritize other things over my kids. And this, this helped me in that that needs to be flipped. And, yeah. and even this week, it was my wife's birthday, and I called and I counseled Bishop Rick on Tuesday so I could take Jamie for, for dinner because she needs to know that she's a priority. Oh, and she is the priority. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Where'd you go? Boston Pizza. Nice. They do takeout now. I, Boston Pizza is a pizza chain in Canada, but they did takeout for a while like through the whole thing, and we would go order it and drive home and eat it. But uh, Yeah. You just open up the restaurant so you can go in and you're sitting like way away from everybody else and oh so it's nice then <laughs> our children aren't allowed in there it's great it's it's peaceful no i just said saying i love my children but yeah 
that, that was a date. That was pure unadulterated date. And my kids went to my mom and dad's. Awesome. They have a trampoline in their little setup swimming pool and in the hot tub. Nice. And we came back and they were loud. And my, my mom said they were loud the entire time we were gone. But they were happy. it was happy noise. So they were ha- okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a great, that's a great testimony of implementing that. The right is yeah. my family was more important this week than that. Yeah. And you're not shirking your calling. You're not a terrible person because you did that. You did the right thing. And that's awesome. Nice job. Hey, occasionally those those moments happen. <laughs> I blame you because you had me read this talk and listen to this talk a dozen times. <laughs> uh, but no, to talk about hypocrisy more, he said, Jesus warned his disciples concerning the scribes and Pharisees. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, wrong line. He said, many of the Savior's harshest rebukes were directed to hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't be the kind of people who say, like, do what I say and not what I do. We have yeah. to follow up our our words with action and our show it, you know, express love and show it, bear testimony, and then continue or don't stop. Um, speaking of not stopping, uh, David McKay's No Amount of Success Can Compensate for Failure in the Home. Several months later, there was a fireside, and they had a question and answer period. And somebody asked David McKay what constituted failure in the home. Mm-hmm. His answer was, uh, "When you stop trying." Yeah. Uh, so if your kids have, have have chosen another path, yeah. Um, if you're if things aren't working out, don't stop. Don't give up. That doesn't mean you have to to send them conference talks every week or every day you just love them love them and mm. love them to feel loved and but don't ever stop that don't you know they need to feel your love even more so when they're struggling well and just on that because love is everything uh apparently i'm on that kick <laughs> i i think it's extremely important that when we show someone love we show that that love in their well, lack of a better term love language how they feel love. So uh, I have four daughters and they are all different. And I have to remember that (laughs) because one likes this and the other doesn't. So it's not love to take one person out and shoot hoops. That's not in the least. Yeah. But one of them loves to do that. Kind of like like. (laughs) (laughs) I I, too, because I, I try and treat my kids the same. I discipline the same and, Yep. a little more emotional and I have to remember that and I have to, to be mindful and, and it's no different yeah it's the same I like thank you for saying that <laughs> about love and, and about about love languages and like the one on one time is going to be different for each kid you can't, you can't do the same things with each of them all yep. I want to do is go to Tim Hortons and play board games that's fun Tim Hortons is key though they don't want to play board games at home Tim Hortons is so interesting because we don't even drink coffee, but it's apparently the biggest thing in the world for my family as well. <laughs> it's in a chocolate milk and they want to beat that at a board game. <laughs> that's awesome. That's all right. Uh, that's great. Anyway, yeah, the, the hypocrisy is, is huge. We have, to, we have to be found doing the right things and, and it's important our kids. I used to say this about about less active members of the church. When I was ward mission leader, I said uh, that the less active members are key. Are um, they are unique? Not unique. I can't remember what I used to say. They are they are very good at at catching like inauthentic gestures. Yes. They're and and I, I don't know if it's just non-member or or less actives. I think it's people in general. Yeah, I think that's true. We can, we can find those people who are inauthentic, and if their parents or your spouse is is somebody who's inauthentic, yeah, that that's gonna rock your your view of the world, right? Yeah, we need to be doing be those people who are who are solid in their life, and we're we're doing the things we we need to be we need to have integrity. Yes, especially with the people who matter the most. Yeah, that reminds me of the uh, 
church video about, I want to say it's Guillermo, the young man, and he does like the Groundhog's Day, right. uh, where he's in the bishop, the bishop's youth committee in the morning, and he's asked to go check up on, on uh, an inactive member boy. And he goes and does like the typical poor job, and each day it gets reset, and he has to keep doing it and doing it until he just actually goes and expresses love. Yeah. And takes interest. And I think that's what our Father in Heaven expects, love. Like not, I don't care that you called and said, hey, why haven't you been at church? Just this person needs help in some way, so help them. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, you know, just that genuine concern. Yeah. I think that's really what charity is, is, is the pure Christ, and it's really being genuinely concerned for another person. Mm -hmm. and, and we do that a lot with our family, but we also tend to neglect those we love as yes. well. And that's, I think, the whole crux of this lesson is mm -hmm. to do that, to, to prior, put them in the proper priority and uh, show the proper amount of love and help them to grow because it's so important. Yeah, huge. I think, that's, I think that sums up this whole talk right there, Todd, like really. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read one line here from... From Elder Bednar, he goes, May every spouse, every child, and every parent be blessed to communicate and receive love, to bear and be edified by strong testimony, and to become more consistent in the seemingly small things that matter so much. In these important pursuits, we will never be left alone. Our Heavenly Father and His beloved Son live, and they love us, and they know our circumstances. And they will help us to become more diligent and concerned at home. And uh, a good talk outstanding talk he's uh he's one of my favorites i was at rick's college when he was there and oh cool listening to him and uh, i was pretty excited when he was called to be a general authority but and yeah. he, he's like getting up there he is now yeah he still feels like he's a young man but uh i guess it's just getting old <laughs> we're getting old yeah <laughs> okay. uh thanks Kevin. You anything else to add i don't think so i think the the last thing I would ever say, uh, you and I talk a lot, so this is going to be long every time. I love it. We were like, this will be 20 minutes tops. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the question of how do we become more consistent in important spiritual things rather than the worldly things? So I'm really consistent at checking sports scores or Twitter to see if there's any news about when the NHL is going to start back up again or NBA or whatever sports league I follow. Uh, but how do we become consistent? And sometimes that might be actually setting a notification in your phone. It's time to do Come Follow Me. It's time to read scriptures. Uh, there's, I picked up a habit of if I went number two, I'd start reading my scriptures instead of playing my phone. Uh, and it sounds ridiculously stupid, but it worked for me. <laughs> A few minutes, and that's, that really comes back to those brush strokes on a new level if we're if we're finding minutes it's all it takes minutes to read scripture to to check i so i did this years ago um those of you who know me know that i'm i'm active on social media and i try and promote a lot of positive uh inspirational quotes and and help other people but really that's kind of what i noticed is how negative social media was getting and i wanted a better better like i don't spend a ton of time on social media but the time I do spend, you know, I can get bogged down on Facebook pretty easily with like arguments and debates and yep. problems in the world, right? And uh, so I, I thought, no, I need to like tweak my social media preferences, I guess, and like follow better inspirational things and uh, invite things into my life and, and help, you know, just change my mindset a little bit. Um, but just do those little things. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. I like. Steve Scott, uh, when we saw him at that youth conference not long ago, or I guess a year ago, um, not a year ago, October. Okay. This is the longest year ever. <laughs> the longest decade, I think, is what you meant to say. <laughs> but he says, he goes, identify one thing you're doing in your life that you shouldn't be doing and stop doing it, and identify one thing that you should be doing and start doing it. It doesn't have to be earth-shattering. It doesn't have to yep. just do one thing. Um, so that's to go, goes for each of us. If we want to be better, set some sort of goal, make some sort of tweak, some sort of change, and do it. 
So Kevin and I is right now is once a month, we're going to try and review some conference talks. And like I said, we both suffer from verbal diarrhea. And um, if you, if you want to participate and enjoy, uh, you know, our idiocy uh, <laughs> free, don't take anything that we say tongue in cheek uh, for real. Cause we're both kind of meatheads and, um, and we're going to try and stay the doctrine, but it's going to be a lot of our opinions and our personal stories and, and whatnot. Hopefully we can continue to do this monthly and uh, we look forward to benefiting from it ourselves. And if anyone else benefits, then so is all the better. We're happy. Yeah. Well said. And uh, if you do listen to it, we just want to try to inspire other people and help you have a laugh. Like that's, and if you can do both at the same time, that's a win. Uh, <laughs> or a win, 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 win. That's a huge win. And, uh, and last, but and, Definitely not least. Probably the most important. Uh, what is it, Kevin? What's the most important thing? Have fun? Have fun? No, all you need is love. Oh, all you need is love. How did I blow that? We're going to cut that? What's the most important thing, Kevin? Love. To Kevin, what's the most important thing? Love. <laughs> then we can have the song, All You Need Is Love. <laughs> thing in there. <laughs> awesome. Hey guys, uh, give us a, a like or a shout or a comment or whatever. Um, thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Crusade or the YouTube site or the or the website. Uh, there's lots of great people who are way more serious than Kevin and I, and uh, and and bring a lot more more. Uh, you know, have, have great lessons. They do lots of come follow me. Mm -hmm. uh, they do uh, you know April 2020 uh, conference talks. They do um, what else do they do? They do a lot of great stuff. Uh, I can't keep up with it at some of the times, but uh, I do my best and, and I appreciate their efforts and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. That's us. Thanks for listening. This was Elder Bednar's uh, More Diligent Concerned at Home. Boom. Good night. Drop the mic. Uh